Welcome to the Geek Geek Podcast, where this week is just mini geekery. It's just me. I'm Void. I'm here without my co-host, Beej, because life came up for him, so he's out this week, but he should be back next week. Uh, today, I just want to talk about a little bit of mini geekery instead of trying to do a main topic, because we had something else planned, and this was kind of last minute. Um, but I have been digging into a couple things that are kind of interesting lately. So I gave Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone a shot. And that's the Battle Royale that's like Call of Duty now because it's it's free and my brother's been playing it. And really, I played it mostly because my brother was playing it and it was something to do with him, which was cool. Um, but it's kind of an interesting game because I mean, it's Call of Duty at its core, but it's really more Battle Royale than Call of Duty, but it has all the trappings of Call of Duty in it. So it's kind of like a better like PUBG kind of. Um, I like it a lot better than PUBG. It's more approachable than that game, but it's not quite as approachable or, I don't know, like straightforward as Fortnite, um, whereas Fortnite has building and the mechanics are more complicated, but the visual language and the presentation is a lot easier to get your head around, where the Call of Duty Warzone still has tons and tons of Call of Duty in it, which is, you know, to be expected, um, but it means that there's more complications in it. It's not as straightforward necessarily, but the thing that I'm sure a lot of people love is that, you know, there's so many people out there that just play Call of Duty. And if you do that, you could probably fit into this game really quickly and get all the basics because you already have the Twitch reflexes and everything. So that one's been interesting to dig into. Um, I'm not like actively playing it every day or anything, but I am playing it off and on here and there. And then uh, the other thing that I picked up in the last week was Comixology Unlimited, which is kind of like Marvel Unlimited, if you've ever done that. So it's a comic subscription service digitally, and you get access to everything that they have on that service. So it's not every comic that they offer. There's still tons and tons that you can buy on Amazon or buy on Comixology, and you pay issue by issue. Um, I've done that for some in the past. This gives you access to kind of like their back catalog, and then also all of their originals or anything that they have paid to produce. Um, and so I assume they're going to do more of that over time. You know, content is kind of king with these subscription platforms. Um, and so the more like originals that Comixology does, the more of a good value proposition that subscription ends up being. But the thing is, there's a free trial right now for 60 days. So you know, I'm guessing it's because of the pandemic, like they just want people to try things and want to give people an opportunity without spending a lot of money. So I took them up on that and I gave it a shot for the first time ever. And, you know, it's kind of, um, it's a mixed bag. I mean, it always is. If it's just a bunch of random content, you don't know what you're getting in for. It's, 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 good if the comics are there that you're interested in so i've just been digging through and trying a lot of issue number ones a lot of volume number ones and you know not feeling bad if i set it down after a couple pages or without even finishing an issue sometimes they just don't resonate with me but i did find a couple that i've been digging into that i liked a lot um there's this teenage mutant ninja turtles run um, from 2011 and it's really good i read the first volume i haven't gotten to the second volume yet but the first volume was excellent it's kind of throwback and also kind of with a more modern twist to it um so it manages to balance that really well the other one i've been digging a lot is giant days giant days is kind of like uh college life in canada and or no sorry the uk somewhere not america but definitely english i think it's the uk and it's good. It's kind of like 
college it's not even like super drama or anything it's it's kind of a slice of life um but it's really really good and i'm enjoying it i read four or five volumes of that i don't know how many there are out there but i read a bunch of it and then uh i also rewatched the finale of clone wars and i wanted to bring that up just because i don't really rewatch things a whole lot and i still think the last couple episodes, this final arc of Clone Wars is some of the best Star Wars that I've seen in years. It's so good that I went back and rewatched it. Um, So it's the last four episodes. If you're interested in checking it out, you can skip everything that leads up to it, which I know I said in the other episode where we talked about this, but you really don't need any backstory. Um, Watching it a second time, it made it more obvious that they do a lot in the first like 15 minutes of the first episode of that arc just to set up some of the characters and to give you enough backstory that you can just kind of roll with it. The other thing that that kind of brought to the forefront for me is that I really want to see what else Dave Filoni can do with more freedom in the Star Wars universe. Um, He also helped. He was like one of the producers or main story guys on The Mandalorian. Um, John Favreau was the main one, the main like executive producer. But Dave Filoni was there for like everything to help with Star Wars. And Dave Filoni's kind of the closest thing to George Lucas that Star Wars has outside of George Lucas. Um, he knows the universe and the setting and the backstory and the why better than almost anybody except for George Lucas. So it's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on Dave Filoni and just see what he does going forward. Um, the Clone Wars is one thing. Rebels is one thing. He directed a couple episodes of The Mandalorian, which is another thing, um, all of which were good. And it's... Yeah, yeah, I'll keep an eye on his career, basically, because I really want to see what he does next. But you guys should check out The Clone Wars if you're interested in that. And like I talked about a couple weeks ago, I'm playing a lot of Hitman 2. Um, I'm going back to it because I had beaten it and kind of dabbled a little bit right when it came out, but I didn't give it the amount of time that it really deserved for being such an amazing game. And I'm trying to do that now because there's time. There's not a whole lot of games coming out. So I'm digging into my backlog in a way that I haven't done in years. Miami is the first main level that I'm really like drilling deep into. And I went through and I did like every assassination, every challenge, every discovery, like everything in the main story. Um, There's other ones that give you like there's escalation missions. I haven't done those yet. Um, And there's a couple other like targets that change things up. So I I didn't want to go that far because you do need to change it up sometimes to uh, just get variety. But I did almost everything in kind of the base game for Miami. So it went really well. I liked it a lot. Now I'm trying to figure out what my next level is going to be. I'm kind of eyeing those expansion pass levels because I haven't even touched them yet. So they'd be brand new. But I'm also looking at the legacy pack. So the fact that I owned Hitman 1 um, means that I get access to all of those levels redone in the Hitman 2 engine for free. So maybe I'll just go back and play through that story really quick and just kind of resample all of the levels from the first game and pick one of those. But there's a couple really interesting levels in Hitman 2. And like I said, I haven't even touched the expansion pass yet. So those would be ones that add on to the story at the end of Hitman 2. So I feel like I have a little bit of homework before I pick my next one to really like drill back into because maybe I should go wide for a little bit and sample more before I narrow it back in and really focus. Um, But I play this game differently than I'm playing a lot of other games. And you know, the other thing to say about the expansion pass and the legacy pack is that if you own the base game of Hitman 2, you can do both of those. Even if you don't own Hitman 1, you can go and buy the legacy pack. It's not that expensive and it's very, very much worth the money. 
But playing more of this is kind of bringing up this old thought that I've had for a while about, you know, how much of gaming and I mean, movies and books and other things too, but I always think about it through the lens of gaming is chasing the new versus kind of like playing your forever game versus playing what you want to play. And I'm mostly guilty of chasing the new but I know plenty of people that they have one game and it's just, it's their one game. They play it. Sometimes it's a series. Sometimes it's, you know, it's their Madden or it's their FIFA or it's their Call of Duty and they just get the new one every year and it's kind of their forever game or their forever game series. And that's really the only thing that they play. Or there are other people who just kind of float between whatever and they play what they want to play. It could be a game that came out yesterday or it could have been a game that came out 25 years ago. And in some ways, I'm jealous of like the other types of people that I'm not because I do have a tendency to chase the new. So I'm trying to take this pandemic time as an opportunity to really be like, there's not a whole lot new. What can I play that I enjoy and just play what I want to play without feeling like I have to keep up? Um, so Hitman is kind of my way of doing that. And I'm enjoying it a lot. And with that said, that's probably a whole episode in the future is kind of talking about the different motivations between who plays what game and why and when. Um, I feel like that's a discussion that'll be fun to have with BJ. So I'm going to add that to the list right after I finish recording here. But that's probably it for this week. I told you it's a mini episode because we had to make some last minute changes. Um, hopefully next week we're back to normal. You can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. We also have discussions on slack discord and reddit you can go to geek to geekmediacom to get invite links to all of those places and also we're part of a whole network that you can get to through geek to geekmedia.com lots of podcasts and streamers and a blog and things like that um, i blog at agreenmushroom.com you can find me at grn mushroom that's green mushroom without the ease on twitter i'm also on the disney forever podcast where we watch and react to a different disney movie every week You've, I've been just me, just Void, this week with your Geek to Geek podcast. BJ should be back next week. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks. Geek to Geek.